The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. A doctor's journey of faith. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're going to meet a doctor, a very personal story from a doctor here today, Percy. We will, and we're going to hear an aspect of a physician who was impacted by uh, a patient engagement in ways that's going to be very profound and prolific. We tend to treat doctors a little differently. You know, we have to realize they're people, too. They come in all shapes and sizes and personalities. Well, I think sometimes we, we tend to view doctors from a, from an impersonal perspective. But behind the lab coat, there is a person, a personality, emotion. And I think that doctors are certainly impacted by what happens with their patients. And we're going to hear a very important and powerful story today of one that did yeah, that. We, we put our well-being into their hands, don't we? And we really need to trust them. We do. They're, they're probably one of the most important people that we engage with. And so with that today, we're going to really understand the power of patient-doctor relationship today. We'll meet Dr. David Boyd in just a couple of minutes as you stay tuned for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We always turn to the Bible to open a program, and you always choose a good verse to go along with the conversation. Well, our spiritual nugget for today, Wayne, is found in Isaiah, the 40th chapter. And again, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture that basically says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew them. Their strength. They shall mount up with the wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Mm-hmm. Hey, before we go any further, let me ask you, as a, a pastoral care guy at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, you, you do rub elbows with doctors all the time. Uh, how do they look at what you do? You know, what's really profound about this question, some of my greatest uh, relationships that I have had over the last 20 years have been with physicians in many cases who have sat and talked with me really personally behind closed doors and to share with me in many cases uh, some of their spiritual components and how they have been uh, changed, in some cases transformed, and certainly empowered by engaging with patients. And many physicians uh, look favorably upon the fact that spiritual care is very much integrated in the physical and clinical experience of many cancer patients and believe that it is an important supportive factor. Well, I do want to remind everyone that at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. Very important to keep that in mind. But we're going to hear a powerful story from a doctor here today. We'll get to it in just a moment. In the meantime, please go to our website for additional resources. It's healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll tell you later what's available this week as our free resource, healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And as our title suggests, we're here to give you hope and some help. And one of the things we do is offer resources, Percy. And the free downloadable resource that we want to feature for this show, Wayne, is Fighting Cancer with Genomics. And, of course, genomics is dealing with the dynamic of being able to understand the unique profile and DNA and genetic makeup of a particular tumor and a particular cancer. And the, and the new technology of the day allows treatment to be tailored towards specific dynamics of one's cancer and uh, its DNA specifically for treatment. It's fascinating what's going on, and you can learn more about it by downloading this uh, special document from healthhopeandinspiration.com. Again, it's called Fighting Cancer with Genomics. You'll find that right there prominently on our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, go ahead and introduce our guest to us today. Well, today we're going to be talking with Dr. David Boyd, who's an intake physician, and he's going to bless us with a tremendous story. Thank you for being with us today, Doc. How you doing? Good. How are you? Listen, I'm doing well now that you're here, my friend. I'm excited. Uh, and I'm always excited because I'm that kind of guy, but I'm excited, <laughs> particularly when we have the opportunity to continue to talk about health and wellness and, and learn more about the process of treatment and cancer and how we can uh, empower this community. You are an intake physician. Uh, let's talk about the process of intake. Again, there may be people who are listening to the show that that means nothing to them. What What is intake and what does an intake physician do? Let's talk a little bit about the role and the work that you do as an intake physician. So as, as an intake physician, it's kind of a, a unique position to our hospital. Um, essentially, uh, I'm the first physician that a cancer patient meets when they walk in the door. Okay. And uh, I'm a general physician. I'm not a medical oncologist. Okay. And so that, that's the point. So basically what I do is I'm going to look at somebody's overall health. And aside from their cancer, most folks don't just have cancer. They have other things going on also. comorbidities. Right. And so I'll deal with all those comorbidities as well. That's the one hat I wear. The other thing that I do is basically um, – it's a it's it's a it's a position of um, expediency. So making sure that time is well spent. So any labs, imaging, biopsy, whatever needs to be done in order for that patient to get to a treatment plan with their medical oncologist, it's to use that time effectively. So again, this is prior to. Uh, any type of uh, evaluation and diagnostics, uh, scans and et cetera, they're having a conversation theoretically with you first. Right. Okay. And so you're kind of coordinating the next set of things that will happen from there more or less. Right. I basically, I have the opportunity to study through their medical records first. So I get to know them on paper before I get to know them in person. Okay. And then having that, all all that information, I quarterback what the next efforts are in order to get them where they need to go. You're seeing a lot of patients, if you're seeing patients for the very first time who walk into your facility before they start down the cancer pathway, Mm -hmm. how do you manage your own sense of well-being in hearing and seeing and diagnosing those types of stories of so many human beings on a daily basis? I I get a lot of strength from, from others. 
And so um, to be able to, uh, you know, I, I get invited into people's lives every day. Absolutely. You know, and so and, and when really what happens is they take, you know, they come, they meet me, a complete stranger. And over a course of a few minutes, you know, the most intimate details of their life are, are opened up to me. Yeah. And and then you take that a step further. I mean, what what's the the most intimate thing is when really when someone is is facing death. You know, I yes. mean, the, you're the the true person that that someone is is really what comes out, and that's what's sitting in front of you, and that's what's there. And to to see raw and unfiltered. That's right. And so to see in that moment, there are some folks that uh, some folks that, that that run away from it and, and don't deal with it. That's not usually the folks that are sitting in front of me. Maybe they have been at one point, but you know are are there now because they're 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 facing what's going on in their life. They're facing reality. Right. And the amount of strength that it takes. Just for someone to face reality, and in this case, we're talking about cancer. Absolutely, but there's lots of tough things that happen in life. But for the the the, the strength that it takes for somebody to, to face reality and come and say, "I need help," that's inspiring. And so, coupled along with that, I believe also that there is a dynamic and an element of who you are that has a faith orientation or spiritual base of some sort. How does that come into play with the very thing that you've just articulated? You're inspired by others. You're inspired by the strength that is necessary for one to, and you know, I'm going to use the language of my mom, humble themselves in front of someone and kind of bear their, 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 their nakedness of, you know, I have cancer, I'm struggling, I have issues. That takes a lot of strength to do that. You're inspired by that. But then how does your spirituality or your faith empower you to help your patients and to help them work through this process. Because again, I would imagine that there's some aspect and application of that as well. That's sure. a, that that's necessary. Sure. Let's talk about it. Well, I mean, for me, it's been, it's been an evolution. I wasn't always a very spiritual person, you know, um, and that's fine. Yeah. I wasn't always. And, uh, but then, but then things were shown to me through other people and, um, you know, really how much faith, um, can guide someone's life it's and, amazing. and, and, and really give strength and give healing, you know, both physically and spiritually mm-hmm. and emotionally and mm-hmm. so forth. Over the years, it's been, um, it's been seeing that strength in others, seeing the faith of others. And in those times, you know, especially when, um, you know, when, when folks are really at their most vulnerable, mm-hmm. when they really welcome God into their life. And seeing that, you know, you see that over and over and over and over again. In your case, all day, all day. And I mean, you know, that's the that that's the the, the gift that I have is that I get some of those life lessons served up to me because I'm I'm witnessing it. You know, um, that that you realize that um, you're better off with that with faith. Would you have a particular story of a patient? that you could share that that dynamic came into play where you saw that you were moved by that, that spoke to you, that did something to you, or is there an aha moment from a physician's perspective? Cause I don't think we hear a lot of physicians talk about that dynamic in the role of what they do, but you're human too. At the end of the day, yeah. you're impacted on some level. Do you have anything antidotally that you can share? We don't need the details, obviously of a person's situation, but that, that just you walked away and you were 
you were moved. Something happened to you. Something came upon you and did something to you, maybe changed your thought process or your trajectory or whatever. I do. And I'll be honest, you know, I've only ever told uh, two people before. Okay. Those two people, one is my wife and the other is the, is the patient. I'm, I'm happy to share it with you. Um, I think, I think some of your listeners would be impressed and I think some of them were, are going to say, come on, who's this guy? Okay. You know, but, but yeah, if you really want to know, absolutely. It's your story. I'd yeah. love to hear it, doc. Please. And it's a true story. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll change the gentleman's name for privacy. Sure. Um, but I've actually spoken with him about it and asked him, you know, in the past, before I even mentioned anything to my wife, you yeah. mind if I share this, yeah. you know? So the story is, so a gentleman came in, he had a, he had a head and neck cancer and this, this guy, you know, a uh, heavy smoker throughout most of his life, his mechanics so exposed to all kinds of chemicals and things like that. Sure. And everything. He had made some bad choices in his life, had been in and out of prison and such. And, um, he had been, been saved and he had found, he it was, he, he, he wears, he still wears it. He wears his hat, you know? That said, uh, you know, that, that basically says Jesus is my savior. Okay, right. That's what he, what he has on his hat, and uh, and he was angry. He was angry that he had had cancer in the first place. Sure, you know. And when I first met him, he was cussing, and uh, he was not. He was he was not happy to be here. And uh, when I told him, okay, this, these are the next steps that we're going to take in order to you know to figure out what we need to do for you. Sure, um, he gave me some backlash. You know, there's some folks that. Um, that uh, you, you kind of have to say to them, listen, if you want, if you want the help, then we're here to give it. And if not, yeah. then, then so be it. Sure. You know, so that's what I said to him and uh, kind of earned his respect in that sense. Okay. So flash forward about a week, he's going to surgery. I'm having a busy day. One of these days where slammed. it's just slammed. It's crazy, you know, and I get a call from the preoperative area. Dr. Boyd, we need you to come over to this preoperative area. We have a patient that refuses to go to surgery mm. unless you come and pray with him. Mm. I was not feeling in a very prayerful mood. No. Okay. No, it was one of those days. And instead, I was like, oh, come on, this is one more thing. Sure. You know? And uh, so I go over there uh, to the preoperative area. Uh, gentleman's laying there in the bed. Have him, the nurse, the surgeon. Uh, who was, who was going to do the surgery. And then, you know, there's a space for me. They're all holding hands. And he says, Doc, Doc, I need you to come over here and pray with us. Wow. And he says, I'm not going to surgery without you praying for us. Mm. You know, praying. Now, that was at a point in my faith where I wasn't, I wasn't real strong. Okay. Be, be honest. Okay. You know? I was like, you know what? I, I, I said, fine. And I went over more so to appease him. Again, was not feeling prayerful. And this is absolutely true. I take, take the surgeon's hand, take his hand. And close my eyes. I, I can't describe it to you. It was, this only happened, this only lasted maybe a second or so. Okay. I saw just the whitest possible light that you can see. Okay. It's absolutely true. Whitest possible light. And within that light, just an off shade of white. Just, just silhouettes. And I'm assuming there's silhouettes of people. Okay. Off in the distance. And had this overwhelming feeling of just of just peace, of that everything's okay. Yeah. And it was such a feeling of contentment mm. that if I could have stayed in that feeling for the rest of my life, if I could have, if I would have had the opportunity to walk away from, you know, my career, my my children, mm. my wife, my everything that makes up my life, and it just had that. That would have been enough. Wow. 
That's 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 this 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 sense that I had, and it freaked me out. Okay, it and so I let go of his hand. I opened my eyes, went away. You know, we we finished our prayer, and I went back to my day. Now, about about an hour and a half later, lunchtime, I sat down and I start. You know, I come from a scientific mind, so I started thinking. You know what? I had too much caffeine. Here we go. I didn't have enough caffeine. Um, you know, I, I don't know what that was. Maybe it was something I ate earlier yeah. in the day. Yeah. And and went back to that, you know, kind of kind of suppressed it, and went and went back to that maybe a month or so later. And I still don't know what it was, but I think, I I think I saw, you know, whether that was a little bit of heaven or God or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Okay, that was enough for me to say that you know what I don't know what else there is, but there's more than what it is, and just we're living now. Mm. Wow, and so that was enough that that caused me to make some some changes in my life, okay. and um, and when I have when I have a bad day, or when I have a patient that um, that you know things are not looking up for them, yeah, you know, I try to give them some reassurance, and um, and 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 try to keep that you know in the back of my head that you know this all all that we have here all this is is, is temporary. And there's something more. Wow. So, Doc, I appreciate you sharing that. And I'm sure that somebody was touched by that because, again, to hear that from, again, as you said, the scientific mind, the, the, the intellectual, the logical thought process of what people view probably many physicians or, or people in the clinical realm as to talk about the fact that, hey, there's something beyond what we hear, see and touch and smell and how you were impacted by that in the process of providing clinical care to a patient is enormous. We thank you for your gift. We thank you for your time. And I thank you for your openness to share that story. Be blessed in all that you do, my friend. Thank you, Rip. All right, take care. Thanks. Fascinating to hear Dr. Boyd's story here today on the program. You can listen again by going online to healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can also download Fighting Cancer with Genomics. That's available at the website as well, healthhopeandinspiration.com. There's more ahead on this week's program. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Well, I sure enjoyed your conversation with Dr. Boyd here today. I did not know what an intake physician was, Percy. I don't think many people know what an intake physician is. And again, it's another example of many of the major players that are part of the process 
of the clinical pathway of patients when they enter into a clinical environment. Yeah, that first step into the hospital is so important. And to have a person like Dr. Boyd there to, you know, take him by the hand and just start that process, it gives you confidence. He, he's the quarterback and he, you know, he described himself as such that begins to coordinate all of the major processes of care that will begin to take place as the patient then moves through the, the clinical portal of their healthcare organization. We've talked about this before, but what a frightening thing it can be to have to walk through those doors knowing that uh, you've, you've got to seek some sort of treatment for the cancer that's been diagnosed and to have someone there to, to say, okay, now here's step one. What I've had patients say to me, their initial thoughts when they enter into a healthcare environment is that they're just overwhelmed because of all of the moving pieces, the building, the facility, the different departments. So again, to have coordination of someone who centralizes that for you and then brings the dynamic of persona and and spiritual orientation that we heard from this particular physician has to be even more of a relaxing and comforting dynamic and element. The other thing as I was listening to your conversation with Dr. Boyd that I thought about is how grateful I am that doctors care. You know, it's not just a job, that that they really do care, that they they are there to help people, and they do so prayerfully many times. Well, again, in my 21 years, and you asked me earlier about my relationship with physicians, I've learned that, again, behind the lab coat, when you really get to know a physician, you you see their humanity, you hear their humanity, and there is compassion there. And I think that there is just a perception, and I don't know where that perception may have come from, that doctors may be impersonal, but there aren't. They, they care, they're compassionate, and they really do have investment in the people and the patients that they see and serve every day. Yeah, we often make light, you know, the chart and all the, you know, focusing on the chart and not the person, and they're there for such a short time sometimes, but uh, I really get the impression that there are many, many doctors who really do care. They, and, and again, today, I want to salute physicians. I want to give a shout out to them in terms of being caring and compassionate, and for us to begin to understand that uh, we need to be able to trust our physician and embrace them and engage them, because again, they really are there to help us, and they're there to help us move through our process and understand where we're located. Can we talk for a moment about the faith element of Dr. Boyd's story? That was That was very powerful. Well, in the midst of doing that interview, Wayne, I have to tell you, I actually got lost in the interview because of the depth of where he went and and how much he really embraced and unpackaged the whole aspect of how faith and spirituality from an engagement perspective with his patient really put him in a different place and yeah. caused him to begin to to feel and experience some very unique things that impacted him personally. And how willing he was to share that with us, even though he hadn't talked about it very much. And so in, in having that discussion, again, I walked away from feeling as well like you. Wow, what a privilege and what an honor it is to have someone like that that's providing care for you in some of your most vulnerable and crucial moments of your life. Uh, but to hear his personal story in that regard was absolutely moving. Yeah. You work up close and personal with a lot of uh, medical clinicians and doctors and nurses. What's misunderstood the most? I think that one of the key things that are misunderstood about physicians is that they don't care, that they're there, they're they're very sterile, they're very one-dimensional. And again, these are perceptions. But again, behind what that perception may be uh, is that there is a heartbeat. Uh, I don't think that anyone goes into the practice of medicine if they didn't have a heart to care for people at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Yeah. I do think and believe that, that it requires a certain amount of ability 
to have lines of demarcation because of the number of people that you see, of course. the volume of people, and then the acuity level, particularly when we talk about cancer patients, that sometimes you have to guard yourself against the depth of the emotion of the experience. Because again, how can you function day in and day out by seeing patient after patient day after day? So understanding that there may be a defense mechanism to help physicians work through the volume of patients that they see, but not to negate the fact that there is a heart that cares and is concerned. I see why you chose the verse that you chose today at the start. Well, again, as we close with our spiritual nugget for the day, Isaiah, the 40th chapter, but they, verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on the wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. As we leave today, don't forget to download a special resource, Fighting Cancer with Genomics. It's available right now at our website, which is healthhopeandinspiration.com. One more time, healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. Percy, we'll see you next week. Blessings and peace to you, my friend. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.